Namaste. According to modern Ayurvedic sources, the origins of Ayurveda have been traced to around 6000 BCE, whereas first recorded forms of Ayurveda as medical texts evolved from the Vedas. The origins of Ayurveda are also found in Atharva Veda, which contains 114 hymns and incantations described as magical cures for disease. Ayurveda is generally understood as science of life, translating Ayu as life and Veda as science. Ayurveda is an ancient system of life and also the oldest surviving medical system in the world. It is considered to be an ancient science of healing that enhances longevity. Ayurveda embraces all living things, human or non-human. Ayurveda is not only a system of medicine but also a way of life for complete positive health and spiritual attainments. Ayurveda believes that healthy body is the basis for attaining four cherished goals of life, Chaturvid or Sharth, that is Dharma, Earth, Kam and Moksha. Positive health is defined as a combination of Dosh Dhatu Samya, that is well-balanced metabolism and Prasanna Atma Indriya Manaha, that is happy state of the soul, senses and the mind. Senses here mean the five organs of perception, Gyanendriya, that is smell, taste, sight, touch and hearing, coupled with the organs of action, that is Karmendriya, mouth, hands, foot and organs of excretion and reproduction. Ayurvedic system teaches that a person's mental, emotional and spiritual being are all interconnected and any kind of imbalance between them results in health disorder and diseases. Thus, to remain healthy and happy, efforts are required to be made in the direction of maintaining harmony among all these elements and only then can one get closer to the goal of longevity and disease-free life. According to Ayurveda, each one of us has a unique mix of three body principles that constitutes our mental, physical and spiritual well-being. These three principles are known as doshas which are further classified as vat that is air, ether, kaf, water and earth and pith that is water. It means that our Ayurvedic constitution is mainly be either of these doshas or a mixed constitution of two doshas like vat and kaf, pith, kaf and pith and vat and pith. According to Ayurveda, the human body is composed of tissues, waste and biomaterials. The seven dhatus are plasma, blood, muscles, fat, bone, marrow and semen. Like the medicine of classical antiquity, Ayurveda has historically divided bodily substances into five classical elements, Panch Mahabhut, earth, water, fire, air and ether. The three elemental bodily humors, the doshas or tridosh are vat, pith and kaf. A parallel set of mental doshas termed as satgun, rajogun and tamasgun control psychology. Each dosh has particular attributes and roles within the body and mind. The natural predominance of one or more doshas thus explains a person's physical constitution. 
known as prakriti and personality ayurvedic tradition holds that imbalance among the bodily and mental doshas is a major etiologic component of disease one ayurvedic view is that the doshas are balanced when they are equal to each other while another view is that each human possesses a unique combination of the doshas which define this person's temperament and characteristics ayurvedic medicines are fast gaining popularity across the world one of the major reasons for it being that ayurveda seeks to normalize body functions with varied techniques including advice on food and activity internal herbal preparations purification treatments that is panchakarma and surgical methods that is shalya chikitsa ayurvedic medicines are non invasive and non toxic in nature and therefore are free from any side effects treatment in ayurveda is a healing process which aims at getting rid of the disease preventing its future occurrence and ensuring overall well-being the treatment attacks the root cause of the problem as its objective is not just restoring health but also to create balance in the body it is achieved by balancing the doshas which in turn eliminates toxins and strengthens the digestive system thereby opening up channels and rejuvenating the tissues the earliest classical sanskrit works on ayurveda describe medicine as being divided into eight components this characterization of the physician's art the medicine that has eight components chikitsam ashtangayam is first found in the sanskrit epic of mahabharata the components are kaya chikitsa which deals with general medicine medicine of body komar bhratya that is pediatrics shalya tantra that is surgical techniques shalakyantra treatment of ailments affecting eyes ears nose and mouth that is ent bhut vidya specification of possessing spirits and the people whose minds are affected by such possession agad tantra that is toxicology it includes subjects about epidemics toxins in animals vegetables and minerals rasayan tantra rejuvenation and tonics for increasing life span intellect and strength vajikarana yantra aphrodisiacs and treatments for increasing the volume and viability of semen and sexual pleasure in addition ayurveda offers one of the world's most comprehensive cleansing protocols known as panchakarma This ancient practice uses five primary therapies to release and eliminate accumulated toxins from deep within the tissues and return the doshas to their proper seats in the body. Ayurveda has eight ways to diagnose illness called pulse, urine, stool, tongue, speech, touch, vision and appearance. Ayurveda follows the concept of dincharya which says that natural cycles waking sleeping working meditation are important for health hygiene including regular bathing cleaning of teeth oil pulling tongue scraping skin care and eye washing is also a central practice ayurveda also focuses on exercise yoga and meditation one type of prescription is a sattvic diet plant based treatments in ayurveda may be derived from roots leaves fruits bark or seeds 
Animal products used in Ayurveda include milk, bones and gallstones. In addition, fats are prescribed both for consumption and for external use. Consumption of minerals including sulfur, arsenic, lead, copper, sulfate and gold are also prescribed. Ayurveda uses alcoholic beverages called madhya which are said to adjust the doshas by increasing pith and reducing vat and cough. Ayurvedic texts describe madhya as non-viscid and fast-acting and say that it enters and cleans minute pores in the body. Purified opium and oils are also used in a number of ways including regular consumption, anointing, smearing, head massage, application of to affected areas and oil pulling. Liquids may also be poured on the patient's forehead, a technique called shirodhara. Cataract surgery is mentioned in the Sushrut Sahita as a procedure to be performed with a Jabamukhi Shlaka, a curved needle used to loosen the obstructing pelgrim and push it out of the field of vision. The eye would later be soaked with warm butter and then bandaged. Rhinoplasty is also mentioned in Sushrut Sahita. About 75% to 80% of the population of Nepal use Ayurveda and it is the most practiced form of medicine in the country. Ayurveda spas are common in Sri Lanka. The Sri Lankan tradition of Ayurveda is similar to the Indian tradition. Practitioners of Ayurveda in the Sri Lanka refer to Sanskrit texts which are common to both countries. The origin and antiquity of Ayurveda have been examined from two considerations. One is myth and tradition and second is historical analysis. Tradition has it that Ayurveda is of divine origin from Brahma who later on communicated this knowledge to the Ashwins and from the twin divinities it came to Indra. Its human tradition began with the transmission of this divine knowledge to the two mythical personages Bhardwaj and Dhanvantri who in their turn were responsible for the two streams of Ayurveda that is medicine and surgery. Traditionally, Bhardwaj specialized in both medicine and surgery. It therefore appears that the two streams originated not from two persons but from one under two appellations. This is corroborated by the association of Dhanvantri with his incarnated name Devadas and subsequently with Bhardwaj in the Rig Veda and later Vedic texts. It is also believed that their two successors, Aitre and Sushrut, were not two different persons. Sushrut alias Bahushrut, meaning an extremely learned person. The divine origin of Ayurveda has been mentioned by Charak and Sushrut as well as by later authorities. The spread of Ayurveda in Hellenic countries is to some extent inferred but in the case of Arab countries and other parts of the world it is evident as Ayurvedic texts or their translations are found there. Some renowned Ayurvedic texts were translated into Arabic and from Arabic to Persian. The Sushrut Sahita was translated by an immigrant Indian physician under the title of Kitab Samural Hind E. Ali ibn Zain translated the Charak Sahita under the title of Sarag. The Ashtanghride was translated as Ashtankar and the Madhmanidan as Badan. Ayurveda thus came to be a known 
science in Arabia from where it spread into Persia. There is evidence of the spread of Ayurvedic concepts and facts in Iran, Central Asia, Tibet, Indochina, Indonesia and Cambodia. Several Ayurvedic texts have been found in Central Asia. There is mention of eight divisions of Ayurveda in the classical texts but references to specialist Vedas are rare. A Veda was expected to be proficient in all fields of medicine including surgery. There is evidence to show that Vedas were well paid. For example, in the sources, physician Jeevak is described as very wealthy. The physicians in state service received lucrative salaries. Vedas were paid in both cash and kind. The ancient texts prescribe that a Vedas should not take fee from Brahmins and should provide them with medicine. He is advised not to treat criminals, bird snarers, huntsmen and the opponents of the rulers. Among the renowned physicians of ancient India was a physician named Charak at the court of Kanishk. Dhritbal was a Kashmiri scholar physician who later revised and redacted the Charak Sahita. Others include Sushrut who composed Sushrut Sahita, Nagarjun who revised and enlarged it and Vagbhat who wrote the Ashtang Hridaya. Several Buddhist monks were Ayurvedic pioneers. Perhaps the most renowned physician of ancient India was Jeevak to whom numerous stories and legends are attributed. Charak says about the goal of the Vedya that not for self, not for the fulfillment of any earthly desire or gain, but solely for the good of suffering should you treat your patients and so excel all. Those who sell the treatment of diseases as merchandise gather dust and neglect gold. Medicine as separate discipline appeared by the 2nd century BCE. Medical education was pursued after finishing the basic education. Medical training was imparted by the teachers in their ashrams. The University of Takshila was well known for the study of medicine in ancient India. Students trained here were held in high regard. One hardly finds references of families of physicians. According to Charak Sahita, students hailing from such families were preferentially admitted. However, at the same time, Charak asserts that it is training, not birth, that makes a Vaidya. The medical student was admitted via a proper ceremony. He was expected to follow a strict code of conduct and behavior. The legend of Jeevak tells us that medical training was acquired over a lengthy duration of seven years. Road learning being an integral part of medical education, students were expected to memorize the classical texts and their commentaries. They were also encouraged to study popular beliefs, folklore and Bhut Vidya. Practical training was an important part of Ayurvedic studies. Watching their teacher curing the ill and aiding him in the preparation of drugs resulted in a lot of learning. As part of their surgical training, Sushrut advises Ayurvedic students to practice surgical procedures on vegetables, fruits and body parts of animals. For anatomical knowledge, Sushrut recommended careful observation of a dead body. Thank you.